relatively warm, but generally growing up, this is like 10 to 30 degrees, cold snow, sleet, rain. Like... You'll get snow out there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't, I mean, I know that for me growing up in California, we would get snow maybe one day. Like one morning we'd wake up and it would be. There's a dusting. It's a yeah, powdered exactly. sugar dusting. The dusting <laughs> is the perfect explanation. And like me and my brothers would just freak out. We're so excited. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's gone. <laughs> we never see it again. Yeah. But the nice thing about California and all these different climate zones is you're never far. We're not that's far true, from the true. mountains, from Big Bear. Tahoe, Big Bear. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been nice, but it's cold. Yeah. For us. It is. I'm wearing us. a turtleneck. I have a full winter coat on. Yeah, it, and it's good. So if you, if you hear this, uh, like, rustling. This, the, the rustling of the clothes, um, it's just us uh, trying to stay bundled. Stay cozy. In our jackets. But uh, it's good to see you. You too. How was your Thanksgiving? It was kind of sad. Kind of sad? Yeah. I don't know if I told you. I don't think I heard. Yeah, Nick's grandmother passed away. Oh, no. On Thanksgiving. No and way. we typically spend it with her. So it kind of took a non-conventional tone, still very nice to be with family and kind of there to support each other. But we ended up hosting unexpectedly okay. uh -huh. and cooking a full dinner unexpectedly. Bravo. And it turned out all right. You know, it's kind of those moments like shake you and you're like more grateful than maybe you would have been had nothing happened. I definitely relate to that in that I mean, I don't know how old Nick's uh, grandparents uh, are, but mine are up there, yeah. the, the ones that I have left. Yeah. And we definitely have been much more aware of their sort of health and what's been happening and just trying to stay positive and proactive, especially now that my kids are open up yeah. to know these people Yeah. Um, and, and just helping them understand what they might be going through. I mean, similar, but also not at all similar to that. We had Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's house, and the the whole reason for having it at her house in the first place is she lives down the street from Brittany's ninety-six-year-old uh, grandfather. Oh. And it, unfortunately, um, he could not make Thanksgiving. He was just in too much pain. So we saw a bunch of family. It was really great, but sort of like the the centerpiece of the whole affair was just not yeah. there. So yeah. he was he was missed, and but we understand he's just taking life one day at a time, yeah. just trying to be as as positive and, uh, and just pain-free at this point yeah. as possible, which is hard. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving, I think beyond our personal experiences, I don't know if the same is for you. We look at our kids, our students, and uh, and everyone came back feeling and looking fairly refreshed. I yeah. mean, sometimes at this point of the year, we just need that week. Yeah. And, uh, and we come back feeling a lot better. How's the energy been in your room? Yeah, similarly, I think that the trimester schedule serves us well uh, and kind of getting that fresh start in December that a lot of schools don't have because they're on a semester system. I think that having the three trimesters is kind of underrated because it gives scholars an opportunity like multiple points throughout the year to reset and recenter and recommit to their learning. So I definitely am seeing that. Um, and of course, exhibition right before Thanksgiving break, progress reports right before Thanksgiving break. There was definitely a lot of feedback that they got that I think maybe they had time during the week to chew on and come back with some new intentions around their academic achievement and motivation and, and stuff like that. Well, I hope you'll forgive me for going off script. I know we weren't going to start with exhibition, but 
since we're talking about it, I feel we might as well just get into the swing of things. But before we get there, we don't have any sponsors for this program yet, but I am still going to pause to introduce ourselves. <laughs> My oh. name is Hunter. <laughs> I'm Courtney. No sponsors. And just it's, us. it's the Odyssey of Learning podcast. So we're really excited that you're here and, uh, and learning along with us one day. We'll get it. We'll get it. Like sponsored. we'll get it right. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but until then, yeah, we had exhibition and uh, Courtney. Just so we can kind of recalibrate for those that might not be as familiar with our exhibition process, can you just give us a, a quick primer on what does exhibition look like at Odyssey and why do we do it? Yeah, we borrow the exhibition model from Big Picture Learning, which provides us the framework for thinking about assessment in a one scholar at a time kind of way. So during exhibition, uh, the first one, each scholar will prepare a presentation about their learning through the first trimester and discuss their iteration process, artifacts that show their learning and their growth, and they speak to the transformation that they've undergone during these first 12 weeks of school. They have about eight to 10 minutes to stand up and formally present to their parents, their peers, their advisors, and kind of give us the rundown on all things them and their learning for the first 12 weeks. They close by setting some goals or intentions for the next 12 weeks and have a Q&A session for anything that might have gotten lost over, forgotten, or something we want to hear their deeper thoughts on. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the gist of it. This is, there's so many things that I love about exhibition. It is very difficult to pick just one and, and dive in. I think the angle that I'm going to take right now is the idea that for the first time, we have all four classes, freshmen through seniors on campus. And what was really special for me was getting to watch the seniors present. This now being their 10th exhibition. So you know, crazy. One per year, one per trimester, excuse me. Then this is their 10th. And so they are professionals. They yeah. are veterans at this. Um, make no mistake. And it's been really, it was really great just before the break uh, to watch them continue to reflect on their growth. And I'll, I'll let you speak to the freshman um, exhibitions in just a moment. But I reflected back to when these seniors were freshmen. And not only that it was their first time with any sort of exhibition experience, but it was also just us as a school kind of kind of knowing what we're doing, but we're also kind of making this up as we go. And I remember just the hesitancy and the tentativeness of each scholar because being in a space where you are forced to confront your work from that trimester does not come naturally. It's certainly no. not something that's that's trained before they get to Odyssey. Yeah. And and then to just reflect on their presentations just before the break, it was really special because I've seen some kids present over the past couple of weeks that, man, freshman year was just uh, brutal, really difficult for a variety of reasons. And then just to see them standing up so much more confidently um, so much more aware of their learning and being able to talk about it in a deep and meaningful way it's just an amazing experience it's really really cool and uh, the other uh, part that I really enjoy about that and uh, the part that you mentioned uh, was getting the families involved bringing, bringing mom and dad in and we have some kids that go far beyond parents I mean we got some like troops coming in uh, to support some of these kids and their learning and and just being able to listen to them reflect on the work of their kids and for them to even give feedback. I think that's such a powerful moment for, for so many of them 
and uh, and and it just it didn't diminish. I think that was one of my fears. As they got older, you have more parents going like, "Ah, oh, it's another exhibition. I'm not going to go." Um, hardly the case. Uh, this, the, the participation rate was still um, relatively high um, compared to I think what a lot of us were expecting. So it's really cool to see that at the senior level. What did it look like for freshmen this year? Yeah, I mean the seniors are just so awesome, and they're building this like deep metacognitive practice that I think will sustain them as lifelong learners throughout the rest of their life. I think that is really like the impact of exhibition is that it creates this inner dialogue and ability to communicate that inner dialogue out to the world around who am I, what have I learned, what are my strengths, what are my struggles, and what do I need next? And so as you know, you kind of hinted at the freshmen are on the other end of that spectrum learning yeah. how to do it for the first time. Um, but they have the benefit that our senior class doesn't have with so many examples of what effective exhibition presentations look like. Not only examples from other schools, but so many grounded, odyssey-driven, scholar-created examples of exhibition, videos, templates, slides, the whole you know gambit. So they definitely benefited from that. And we saw a lot of bravery and a lot of tenacity to like persist through those difficult feelings. You know, we had a school site council meeting last night and one of the families said, exhibition was so hard for my child who's a freshman because they have never in their life spoken publicly in front of a room of people that big. Wow. And that's the case for probably so many of our ninth grade scholars. It's such a unique experience and especially having the majority of their middle school experience online Right. completely online, right. it's probably really rare that they stand up and have that physical presentation experience, but you wouldn't have known it sitting in the room. They really put forth a lot of effort and that showed up in the quality of their presentations and the attentiveness of their feedback, you know, to one another. So we have the whole, the scholars are presenting within the whole room of other scholars. And you would think that a group of 36 ninth graders watching one person present at a time would get boisterous but they were so attentive. The first presenter to the last presenter was like, they were really curious, like, oh, how did you do it? Oh, that was different than how I did it and how they did it and how she did it and how he did it. So seeing that sort of like community building aspect of exhibition at the ninth grade level was probably the most significant and evident beyond their just like effort they put forth. Another part that you share that I think really stands out to me, and we have to give shout outs to the entire advisor team because exhibition is not something that just happens. No. We put in a ton of work gearing up to exhibition week. We, we can't fit all these presentations in a single day. We can get to maybe uh, 18 or 20 um, in a day. And that's at the senior level. I know at the, at the freshman level, it's, it's, it's even, uh, you need even more time than that. So the, the work that we do in advisory and the reason why that class is so important is that we set expectations, we, we ground their understanding in, in goals and what they need to do and what they need to accomplish. And then we practice, we have structures in place where they can continue to build a presentation. Like you were mentioning, we've got exemplars now that are extremely helpful, especially for our scholars that haven't done a presentation like this before. And, and then running them through that practice, I think makes all of the difference in the world. Because without that- It would be a rough week. <laughs> a train wreck comes to mind uh, as, as a term, as a phrase. Yeah. Um, and so all of that groundwork that our advisors uh, strenuously 
uh, work to lay down is uh, is really important, and, and we see the payoff. We see the payoff during exhibition, so uh, it's always great. Yeah, and I I also have been reflecting just like as I'm coming to the end. Wow, of my master's program, oh, man. reflecting on the way that adults and professionals take on big projects like you know the corporate exhibition. You know, it's not it's not an exhibition, but it is you know in some ways this like large presentation. Totally. Um, you have to work backwards. You think about the end date, you break down the skills you have to accomplish, you look at the ways that others present the information. I do think it's like very insular and very odyssey in the way that we do these presentations three times a year, but in a very more, in a very realer sense, it's also the way that you take on big artifacts of learning or big presentations of your understanding when you leave high school. So I do think that that sort of process that we guide them towards gives them the tools and the framework to eventually take on equally significant projects or even more so significant projects throughout their life, which is really And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the way that the senior exhibitions were a little bit different. So like you were saying, our freshmen, sophomores, juniors, they're selecting work from their content classes. They're taking us through their revision process and how they've responded to feedback and how that's resulted in at least minimal growth in their learning. We took a different tack with the seniors because for the past, gosh, I don't know, six weeks, it feels like forever, but it's been a while. Uh, we've been gearing them up for college Woo-hoo! and getting their applications out, which is one part exciting, one part terrifying, one part don't even know what we're doing. Um, they're very, they're very excited. But we thought that this would be a really great opportunity for them to take a more forward thinking tack, if you will, in their exhibition. So thinking about not only the schools that they applied to, but why they've applied to those schools and what they're hoping to do with possibly with an education from one of those schools. So rather than focusing on their content work, they've really been focusing on the application process. And the biggest thing, especially those of you here in California know, um, when it comes to applying to the UCs, Everything revolves around those personal insight questions, the PIQs, which we started them writing out their junior year. Um, let's let's get some drafts going of these PIQs so that by the time the fall of your senior year rolls around, you'll actually have something of substance that you can continue to revise and rework and edit. And that was what their presentation was focused on, was taking us through that process. Mm-hmm. And what was really special for me was that in the past, Nearly all the feedback that they present comes from us, the advisors. The vast majority of the seniors presented showing their Google document comments from their peers. Oh, that's it was, awesome. And it was more often the peers than it was the advisors. I mean, I would show up there, our other uh, senior team would show up every now and then, but they were so much more about helping one another and mm. giving each other feedback. And it was good feedback, right? It wasn't, it wasn't your typical scholar feedback. Oh my gosh, this is great. That's so cool. Good job. Specific. It was helpful. Uh, it was critical at times. And it was really, really cool to see that process, which we hope we would have seen had we focused on content. Um, but the fact that we didn't, but we're still seeing those trends, super duper helpful. Um, and yeah, we can now say that big statistics. I was looking at the the chart, the, the numbers yesterday, 97% of our seniors have applied to uh, at least one uh, CSU. Wow. 
uh, and, and and not far behind that, that are our numbers for the UCs. Um, wow! And uh, it's it's been great. It's they they've really attacked it. Um, they've they've uh, they've been receptive to our our pushing. You know, I, I think that it could take up an entire podcast episode on its own. Um, how we've been approaching college with our seniors, because you're going to have the scholars that think college isn't for them. Certainly, you're going to have the seniors that think that financially college is not a realistic option. And so that whole education process of understanding what is FAFSA, what are fee waivers, you know, helping them realize that while maybe no, this, this isn't your future, this isn't what you're going to ultimately do. Every single one of our scholars has been imbued with the belief that not only is college for them, they can be successful. They could totally be successful. They have that potential, and we've been telling them that for the past three and a half years. And they can have options. Yeah, exactly. And and they're they're really pumped. I think they're really excited. It's been great to see um, when it's being there when they hit that submit button and they realize that they've just applied uh, to a four year college or university is a special moment, and uh, and it's really cool to celebrate that with them. I know that you're not with your beloved uh, village too. Uh, seniors, I've been working with them very closely. Um, have, have any of them approached you or talked a little bit about their college aspirations? What's that been like from your perspective? Yeah, wow. I wish we could go back in time and tell Courtney and Hunter starting this silly school like back in 2018 <laughs> that like we would get here. You know, yeah. I'm sure us and Becky and Keith and Alice and Marlon and Katie, like all the people that were here from that first year, it's like that. that's what we hoped for. This right. is what we closed our eyes. We were like, this is what all the work is for, all the hard moments, painful moments, and for years and years after that, too, you know, every person that comes on hopes to get to this moment. Absolutely. So that's really special. Yeah, I've been connecting with a lot of them and writing a lot of letters of recommendation. Uh-huh. that time of year. But such an honor. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to out specific scholars, but a couple have come up to me already saying that they have admissions acceptances and that they've made decisions and that they have plans. And it's just um, a gift you know, to get to share that moment with them, like you said. So couldn't be more proud of them and miss them all the time. But I also feel so humbled and honored to get to work with another freshman class who I, now that I've seen it, like I know that they're also going to get there. Yeah. So you talk about this exceptional peer feedback and we're building just the bare bone foundations of that in the ninth grade. So that in three, four years, when they get to this point of applying to college, they won't only have the tools that they need to make sense of their own learning and their own mistakes and their own strengths, but they'll also be able to reflect that back to their friends and classmates to really create this comprehensive portfolio of applications as a school, you know, which a lot of high schools take the top class of their seniors and really work with them to support their application process. I think it's unique that Odyssey takes that same level of intentionality with every single scholar. Um, to uplift them to where we see these 98% numbers. It's, it's really awesome. And it's been nonstop, I'm telling you firsthand. And in advisory, checking in every single day, seeing where they're at in their applications, doing check-ins, all of that. And it's because of those relationships that we've been building for the past three plus years that we've been able to leverage them and, and help them realize their own potential in, in that, helping them not doubt themselves, but in all actuality, believing in themselves and that this is something that they can totally do. And I, I so relate to what you're saying about back when we were with our, our first graduating class as freshmen, 
and not really knowing. We, we had no... You guys, we had no idea. Prior experience at all. And looking into the future... We didn't know if it future, was going to work. Yeah. It was just a cloud. It was, we, we, just, we had no idea really what to expect. And so what's been really great, whether it's the college application process, whether it's exhibition, whether it's just how we act and behave on campus during lunch or whatever, to now have a fully rounded uh, upper class of, of seniors and, and to an extent juniors, really setting those models and setting those examples has been super helpful. And I know that as a senior team, we're already talking to the junior team about what they should be doing this year in order to be prepared for those college applications in the fall. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this later this year, but um, we're going to have a lot of advisories, advisors moving up and down, um, whether it's going, you know, cycling back to ninth grade if you're a senior teacher um, or, or going to another grade level because of your um, because of your credential, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of mixed matches. So laying the foundation of what's going to be the most successful for our kids this year or next year, super crucial, right? And so I think about that in terms of college applications. I think about that in terms of exhibition and, and, and going back to our conversation and just having those resources abundantly available uh, for each incoming class of freshmen. I mean, we recorded several of the presentations purely so that we can look at them in the future and, mm -hmm. and understand we can learn from them and grow and maybe even shift the exhibition expectations as school for ourselves. Maybe in the future, we realize that there's something more that we could be achieving with that process. And I think the, it, it starts with what we are doing on a regular basis, on a day-to-day -day basis that kind of keeps that line, that channel of communication open between all grade levels particularly at the, the furthest ends of that strata from our freshmen to our seniors. And I know just before Thanksgiving, you and I had a little bit of a coordination with a project that you were doing that actually got our seniors involved. Uh, and it was really exciting. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about this project and what you had going on just before Thanksgiving? Yeah, definitely. So this was our ninth grader, our ninth grade scholars first um, final interdisciplinary project at Odyssey. So it incorporated elements from humanities, physics, and the IDEA Lab. And the idea was that they were exploring informational writing, uh, the informational writing form in kind of these three different spaces. So they identified a hobby of interest, and they were able to speak to the benefits of that hobby, as well as the barriers that individuals face to accessing the hobby. They created an IDEA Lab robot connected to that hobby to, um, it was a social robot uh, design project and so the future is now the future is now and so scholars were creating a um, either a companion robot a teacher robot or a moderator mediator robot moderator mediator one of those two yeah. um and so they wrote about their process their design process their final product how it connected back to the hobby how it might help people if it was executed at the final design level and then they wrote an informational paragraph about the physics. How does this robot move and what forces act within and against it? And so they displayed these three pieces of writing through a professional portfolio website, which the senior team came in and provided feedback for. And the idea here is that our ninth grade scholars are creating this ecosystem that will follow them through all four years. So by the time they go through the college application process, they can look back and see evidence of their learning from ninth grade, 10th grade, 
11th grade and then build on it in 12th grade. So they have this really clean academic portfolio that can show their highest quality work and the progression of their learning over time. So our senior team came in on final draft day and each scholar presented their website, um, called out the different elements that they were really proud of, the parts that they struggled with. And our seniors were so professional, you guys. They came in, they brought their A game. They were like little studio teachers and tutors and, and had rubrics in hand and were offering really constructive and concise feedback and kind of modeling to the ninth grade scholars what effective products and performances look like uh, at Odyssey. So I thought it was really cool, at least from my perspective, to see the ninth grade scholars see an authentic audience opportunity and kind of rise to the occasion to meet these upperclassmen um, and present their work. I should know better by now than to have any doubts about our scholars based on my experience. Because if you would ask me, my senior year of high school, by my teacher, hey, we're going to go to this class of little tiny freshmen and we're going to give them feedback. I would be like, can we do literally anything else? And and so I had I had my doubts that the scholars were going to be um, too excited about participating in something like that. And I was so wrong. They they, they took it so the seriously. Yeah, they were super into it. And I I have a couple thoughts about that. I think the first is that especially with this uh, class of seniors that didn't get that themselves when they were the first class here. They, they grew up not having uh, a, a class of scholars that was older than them or more experienced than they were. I think maybe has kind of given them the sense of they don't want that for, like the, responsibility. for the others. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they recognize that, yeah, it kind of sucks that they didn't get that. But if they can provide that sort of vision and voice to these scholars that who knows what what how they're going to take up that mantle when they, the freshman becomes senior. Yeah. And I think they're really excited to see that play out. But two, the whole practice essentially, all of the training that they've gotten, not just through exhibition, but preparing for interactions with mentors, speaking to industry professionals, knowing how to have those conversations in a very professional way. They brought that in, I think, as you saw really did. with them into there. Because I, I love that your freshmen had their laptop set up like they were they were sitting down. It wasn't too formal, but they were giving a, a presentation. And then the attentiveness of our seniors listening to their presentation and really trying to get a handle and a grasp on what it was that uh, our freshmen were presenting and then giving very thoughtful, uh, critical feedback was was really awesome to see. And I think that we as a campus are going to continue to see those kinds of exercises mm. pay off in the future where we have that really close working together mindset between all grade levels. And, and this is maybe also a message to our advisors, like it doesn't have to be freshmen and, and seniors. We can get the juniors and, and freshmen, Everyone. we get the seniors, sophomores, everybody. I think that the more open we are to getting other grade levels involved in our work, I, I really don't see any sort of negative other than losing instructional time, which I know is at a premium for, for any educator. But there's a, there's a case to be made that there, there's a lot of skills that you can be accessing with that as mm -hmm. well. You know, you're not necessarily sacrificing content time. You're just reallocating your content time towards a particular set of skills and interactions. So it was really great to be a part of that. I'm really super, uh, as I, on behalf of the seniors, thank you. 
for yeah. including us in that. That was a great idea. On behalf of the ninth graders, thank you. It was um, definitely a beautiful moment of seeing our school's ecosystem uh, in practice in a really powerful way that I think has paid dividends for everyone. You know, as the seniors get to continue to practice, giving that peer feedback, the ninth grade scholars get to see what effective, well-modeled peer feedback looks like and kind of have that practice presentation. Of course, we did it right before exhibition. So maybe that contributed to their confidence when they were presenting in front of the whole room that they had just had this moderately staked collaborative experience um, in which they were presenting their learning, essentially, uh, to a more knowledgeable other, you know, before they did that for their exhibition as well. So we really tried to kind of build in, um, like you said, reallocate the instructional time to address skills maybe instead of content, which you know, the whole mission at Odyssey. Absolutely. And you know, that that helped, that and exhibition helped put the, the kind of closing touches on trimester one. We yeah. are now in trimester two. Woo-hoo! Big things are happening. You know, our fresh, our fresh, excuse me, our, our juniors and our seniors um, have been out at their mentorships, their internships since middle of October. Yesterday, our freshmen and our sophomores they are get, getting out there. The in, first in, time. And any early report, I mean, we haven't gotten to, you haven't gotten to speak to them because it was just yesterday. I'm sure you'll connect with them in the morning. But um, as I understand it, we have a fair number of freshmen and sophomores in the community for the first time. Uh, really quickly before we close out, any sort of observations or what, what have you been hearing about, uh, about that process? Biggest observation. Yesterday was... Um, I think really the first time that scholars who don't have a mentorship yet felt it. Mm. And so the energy in the rooms when we were prepping scholars who don't have a mentorship yet to go find one um, was so attentive and driven. Like the amount of times scholars would bust in through the door and be like, I made my first call. (laughs) Or like, I got an answer. I did an interview. I scheduled an interview. Um, It really creates this sort of like momentum building across the class that we weren't seeing earlier. Um, so this was really the first day I feel like foot was on the gas, like full speed going down the highway, um, watching them hype each other up through there. Opportunities that they were creating for themselves um, was really, really cool. And it's no easy task, folks, getting no. over 600 kids uh, placed for an internship, and uh, we need to make sure that we give proper recognition to Julio, who Yay, is Julio. just being uh, tugged at from all directions. Oh, whoa, that was kind of scary, wasn't it? it was. I didn't think that was a leaf blower at no. first. I thought that was like a like some sort of uh, oh, werewolf or something trying to break through. My door. alone. <laughs> well, that might be our cue. I think I think that's Mario saying, "Okay, you guys." Thank you, Mario. Campus clean. Thank you, Mario. Like I said, thank you, Julio, for, for all that you do in getting our kids uh, geared up for their mentorships. We got to go, apparently, but uh, we're really excited to see what Trimester 2 brings. But until then, I'm Hunter. And I'm Courtney. And it's the Odyssey of Learning Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.